Hello, hello, it's Joy Foster, founder of Tech Pixies, and you are listening to the Sparkle and Thrive podcast. And October is a month in which we talk a lot about menopause in the UK. And I have a fantastic guest who uh, ha- would love to enlighten us all on this topic, especially around fitness and health and well-being and food and all those good things that, that help us get through this period of time. Now, I'm just going to put my hands up and say I have not yet entered that period of my life, but a lot of the women in our Tech Pixie community have. And so I'm really excited about having a guest today who can speak into that. Andy, thank you for being here today. Hi, Joe. It's great to be here. Really nice to see you on here. Um, so Andy, for those of you who don't know Andy, this might be your first time meeting her. Andy was my coach who helped me train for the London Marathon, which I did virtually. Well, <laughs> it was I, I ran you did it. <laughs> I ran four laps of 10k around Oxford. Uh, and she was there on her crutches with her after her knee surgery, cheering me on all, all the whole way. So um, so Andy, let's talk about what you do and how you help women. Uh, and and you do work with a lot of women in that age range that are having all of these phys- phys- physical changes. And it, it really is a period of transition for a lot of women and they need support through that. So tell us what you do. I'm a personal trainer. I'm becoming more and more of um, a mentor and life coach too. Um, during the pandemic, most of my personal training went online as many things did for everyone. It coincided with a knee operation I'd had, so I wasn't able to be that person on your shoulder anymore. Joy used to love me being on her shoulder. Actually, I think she hated it. So everything went online, and I was able to be that person in the background for some people coaching. So I would send them their exercises. I'd be waiting for them to do it, but I'd always be there. So I was mentoring they knew they could text me, phone me whenever they wanted to. And the best thing was it made everyone accountable because they knew I was waiting for them to have finished their session. No one wants to go out in the rain. No one wants to go out in the cold and do their session. Everyone dreads their session. But once they've done it, no one's ever said to me, oh, I wish I hadn't done that. I feel great. I've done it. And I think that's the case for everybody. But menopause is something that's creeping up on most people. Some people won't have any effects at all. Most of the people I know don't have too many effects. And the ones that do have done something about it. The other thing is don't be scared to do something about it. It's your right. Try things. If it doesn't work, stop. Try something else. Best thing you can do, talk to your friends about it. Yeah, I love that. Well, it's, it's interesting. I remember, I remember when I had my children there's so much I didn't know. Like I didn't know that after you have babies for about six weeks, you've got to wear this huge mega pad. <laughs> and it was only when one of my friends had a baby and she's like, Oh, I hate wearing these. I hate to feel like I'm wearing a diaper. I'm like, what are you talking about? She's like, Oh yeah. Like after you have a baby, you have to wear a diaper for about a month. And I, I didn't realize any of that, but it's talking to your friends and being open about it and saying, this is what I'm dealing with. You know, what are you dealing with? How am I handling this? So tell us about, when people do have side effects from menopause, talk talk about what those side effects might be. I think the first side effect that I've heard from all the friends I have is the first thing that hits them is they start to feel warm. I think, what can I do about this? And some people it will be, it'll just be a quick whoosh that goes up your body. And you're like, what was that? Or in the winter, you might think, 
well, that was warm. That was nice. In the summer, you might think, oh, gosh, I'm sweating. This is awful. Why is it? It's making me feel hot and bothered. But there are things you can do about that. And exercise is probably the first thing you could try. Um, just getting out in the fresh air, building endorphins. I call them the happy chemicals. Eating well, eating the right stuff at the right times, not doing silly diet, fad diets. That's something I really, I don't think anyone should go on a diet. You should just eat healthy and eat the right food at the right times, and then you'll never feel hungry and you won't be grabbing the snacks. This is really interesting, eating the right food at the right times, getting exercise, and using these two things, food and exercise, to combat all sorts of things, including menopause. So um, let's talk about the let's talk about the right foods at the right times. What what do you, what do you want to tell us about that? Okay, I think the main thing is eating enough food. People on diets don't eat enough food. They starve themselves, and the first thing that's going to happen is their mood's going to drop, and they feel awful. So the first thing is, don't restrict anything. Have some healthy eating plans. Eat enough at the right time. So eat a good breakfast, depending on what you like, but make sure it's enough. Make sure you've got some protein in there because protein will keep you fuller for longer. Maybe some oats, some fruits, some nuts. If you're a really hungry person, add some high protein yogurt. So make sure you've got enough and that'll give you a really good start to the day. And then see if you can keep going until lunch. Give your body a good gap. Give your gut a rest. Don't keep reaching for the snacks. If you've had enough breakfast, you definitely won't need to. Let's talk about people who skip breakfast because I, I I was one of those people. Yeah, and I, I remember hearing... That. I remember hearing someone say, well, this was years and years ago, but I remember someone hearing someone when I was an athlete, I remember someone saying, this is the most important meal of the day. And that's when I started eating breakfast and I've eaten breakfast ever since. And, and I, and we have a rotation of, you know, my husband as well has a, a strong nutritionalist background. So we have a rotation of food. So we do special K, yeah. we do muesli, we do porridge. We also do Weetabix and we do special, um, not special K, what's the other one? Anyway, a cornflakes. So we have a rotation of about five things. So it's not the same breakfast every morning. We always have fresh fruit on it. And we do often add yogurt. And I also add those. Um, I found those sort of um, sprinkle top things that have, you know, different nuts and, and whatnot. Seeds, and I just sprinkle. Things. Yeah, the seeds. I, I sprinkle that on. So, yeah, let's talk about why breakfast is the most important meal of the day. Well, it'll set you up. It'll give you the energy, not just the physical energy. You, you also need the mental energy, especially if your kids are going to school or you've got a busy meeting. You need to be prepared. I mean, a coffee might give you a boost, but it's not going to last long. It'll wake you up, but, but you're going to be crying out. Your stomach will be rumbling in your meeting. And you've got to get all the way to lunch. That's quite a long time. So start right. Start right and work out what's right for you. And I think that's a good plan that you have is don't have this you don't have to have the same thing every day just make sure it's got enough good carbs i call them the happy carbs enough protein and things that keep you going like nuts are fantastic a few brazil nuts hazelnuts whatever you like put it on eat it make it good make it enough remember that you're not probably not going to have anything again till lunch and if you don't have enough that's when you'll be reaching for the mars bars the things you don't want to eat. It is really interesting because when we are when we are hungry, we do tend to reach for the sugar. We do tend to. I know. I've, I know. I mean, one of the thing, one of the reasons I really pushed myself to start going to bed between ten and eleven was if I stay up beyond that, my body just <clears throat> craves sugar, and I'll just eat 
you know, the cookies in the cupboard or I'll eat, you know, I'll eat the chocolate that's in the cupboard. And I, it, and I, I realized, and this is one of the principles that we teach in the um, dream builder program and on the vision workshop, notice what you're noticing. I realized there was a connection between the time of day and what I was eating. And I didn't have the self-control at that time of the day to say, I'm not going to eat this. And even when I would like get rid of biscuits in the house, I would still find things to eat. Fine, you make something. Yeah. But a good, a good thing to do is, as you always say, build a habit, six, seven days to build a habit. Well, eating well can be a habit building process. So I might get hungry. I don't know. Afternoon is when I get hungry, actually. So three, four o'clock. And I think, well, it's not long till dinner, but oh, I'd really love it. And I walk in the kitchen. I think, no, I'm not going to have the biscuits. I walk out. I walk back in the kitchen. Do you know what? I'm going to take the dog for a walk or I'm going to do the laundry. I'm going to do a job. And it's not that you can't have it. If Go and grab a coffee, go and grab some water, whatever. If you still want it and you need it, have it. Don't restrict anything ever. But if you go and do that walk or do that job, it'll take your mind off it. But make it make sure you're prepared. Have some good snacks. Have some nuts. Have some oat cakes. Have some oat cakes and cheese. Oat cakes and peanut butter. Just make them make them good snacks. Think it through when you're shopping. Have the good things in the cupboard. What are some of the good things to eat for lunch and for dinner and for snacks? So snacks. Um, hopefully, if you've eaten enough lunch and dinner, you won't need the snacks. But Things like oat cakes, things that last a long time. Um, rice cakes, now, they, they're not very filling and they're not very exciting. But if you put something good on top, like peanut butter, for instance, cheese, whatever, it's going to be a, a filling snack, keep you going for longer. But I'd say for lunch, make sure you've got some protein, got some carbs, got lots of vegetables, fruits, whatever, enough food, enough food that, that's going to keep you going. So you, you finish, you go, you're not bloated and full, like, oh, I've had a massive roast dinner, midday lunch. But, oh, that was really good. I really enjoyed it because I waited. It's been a long time since breakfast. I've held out. I've done well. But I'd had enough. I got there. And now I'm going to really enjoy my lunch. And I'm going to eat enough lunch. And make sure you've got enough time to eat your lunch. If you don't, if you're going to grab something quick, make it something, something with good protein and good carbs in to keep you going. And... Well, and I, I'm guilty of trying to eat lunch and be on the computer, which is not a good idea. <laughs> I know yeah, that, but we still do it. <laughs> yeah. And the exercise thing, everything, everything, everything about exercise lifts your mood. So even, and it doesn't, exercise doesn't mean you have to go and train like an Olympic athlete. Exercise is anything. It's moving. Basically it's moving. Go and do the jobs. Take the, the things you've been Take the the boxes that you've been meaning to move to the shed, to the fed shed that you've been tripping over. Anything, just do anything. Go out, go for a walk. A five minute walk is all, is all you've got time for. Do it. A one minute walk. Walk to the lamppost and back. Just keep moving. You know, take the things upstairs that you need to. Just move more than you did yesterday. Yeah, moving. I, part of my vision. So I have a vision statement, and we every month we do a vision workshop. It's free. People can come. They can craft a vision workshop, a vision statement. And if they want to go deeper into our dream builder program where we spend 12 whole weeks really learning all the principles of dream building and leaning into the bigger picture. One of the things that it's on my dream, uh, on my vision for, you know, three years from now, but also a month from now and three days or three months from now, a year from now and three months from now is this uh, concept that I, I move every day. You know, whether I cycle, I run, I yeah. walk, um, 
I swim, I ski, I hike, uh, you know, it's, and I've got a whole list of things that I do, but I do something every day. And interestingly enough, uh, as I was looking at, okay, well, that's what I want to be three years from now where I'm doing something every single day, right? Then what am I going to do the next three months? And, uh, and I, you know, and Andy knows I had a knee injury, which uh, really took me out of the game for almost a whole year. Uh, but I started a new job on the side, just doing some rowing coaching at my daughter's school. And uh, in order to get to the job, I have to cycle. So I'm now cycling uh, four days a week to, to get to the job and back at shorter trips and longer trips. Um, but I was looking at my vision. I thought, OK, well, my husband works out every morning, so I'm going to join him one morning a week and uh, I'm going to keep doing cycling and running at least twice a week. But what was really funny is every I told him this. I said, my, my three month vision is that you and I are doing a workout every week and then I'm doing my cycling and my running. And so every day he's coming, he's like, right, you're going to come work out with me. And of course, I haven't adjusted my schedule yet in order to do <laughs> the workouts with him. And I said, OK, well, this is a good lesson. I've got to actually get my schedule aligned with what I would love to see happen in my life. And uh, I was working with a couple of our mastermind members this week and we were talking about time blocking because they're doing various jobs or they've got various family commitments and they're finding that, you know, either they're going to get overwhelmed if they don't organize their time or they're not getting stuff done because there's scope creep from the parts of other of their life is going into it. So a huge part of uh, sort of taking control of your health and your fitness, uh, and I would imagine even menopause, is scheduling scheduling it in. And, and it's sort of make, make it impossible not to do. So your your exercise kit. You don't actually need a lot of exercise kit. You can just put a sweatshirt over your pajamas. You just put some trainers on, get out there. It doesn't matter what you look like. You're probably going to have a shower afterwards anyway. So be prepared to do that. Just have it by the door. The first thing you see is your, put your kit by your bed. The first thing you're going to see is your kit. So put your kit on. I mean, there are a lot of people who put their kit on in the morning and then they ha still have on at night and still haven't done their exercise. I know lots of people are guilty of that. <laughs> have you done it yet? But yeah. that's where, where I come in because if I'm in touch with people that I coach, they know I'm waiting for them to do it. And I say, and I might give them a little nudge. It might you be literally I, are, though. And be, I have to say, How's your day going? <laughs> and I, I love working going, with oh, you. Oh, it's Andy. I need to do my session. Well, I worked and with it, you for I, over a year and I loved that you were always every day checking in with me you know, encouraging me. And I'm sure, I mean, I didn't probably do every exercise I was supposed to, but I did way more because I yeah. had that person, that partner, believing that person who wanted to um, support me and also wanted to see me succeed. So I, say, I, can I can't do this session. I can't do it. I can't fit it in. And we'd say, well, what can you do? And I remember at one point when Joy hurt her knee, Joy and I, and I had and I'd had knee surgery as well actually. And Joy said, "Well, I can't run, I can't do this." And Joy said, "I was going to walk every day." Well, Joy wasn't walking every day, so I remember saying, "Hey, I'm going to come and see you. We're going to go for a walk." And we had a lovely walk on the canal, and it was just we just did it, and we 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 actually made other things happen within that walk as well. So because Joy's very good at multitasking, she doesn't do one thing at once. But it's just doing it and having someone sort of maybe on your shoulder or just gently giving you a nudge and saying, hey, maybe that didn't go so well. But these are the positives and seeing the positives and moving forward and having someone to motivate you and having someone to motivate you to do exercise is the biggest part, I think, is just getting out the door or starting it. And even five yeah. minutes is better. It's better than nothing.
Well, and in and there's a great book um, uh, about habits, which I, I believe it's James Clear. He wrote it um, and it's called Atomic Habit. And he talks about the two minute rule and the don't skip twice rule. And uh, I did a whole series on Tech Pixies, which we'll link to in the show notes. Uh, but if you go to the techpixies.com forward slash free resources page or the podcast page, techpixies.com forward slash podcast, there's a series on habits. And I basically break down the book and, and talk about it uh, in my own life. But I, the, two, the two minute rule is such a great rule. It's do something for two minutes and you'll find that you end up doing it for longer. You know, So if you yeah. say, okay, I'm going to go for a walk for two minutes. By the time you got your shoes on and you're out the door and you're walking, you know, 20 minutes later, you're still walking. And uh, and then the other thing was the don't skip twice. So if you say, OK, I'm going to do a walk every day, then you if you miss a day, you don't skip two days. Um, yeah. But I will tell you something really fun. One thing I'm loving about coaching is just being outside. I used to as, a, yeah. as an archer on the United States archery team. I lived at the Olympic Training Center. I was outside from nine o'clock in the morning until five o'clock at night every single day, 365 days a year. And 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 you forget how much your body needs that. And, uh, you know, since the pandemic, I've literally I took over the living room in our house and I've been in this room for, you know, three yeah. years where it just the, me in this room. It makes you so much healthier as well. Just being outside in nature, seeing the trees, everything makes you feel good. But you get less colds, you get illness, you, you get you're getting the vitamin D, which you nearly really need, especially people in menopause desperately need the vitamin D and all the the supplements. Well, the sort of, if you can get them naturally, then that's great. If you can't, then take them. What was incredible is on, on the Sunday, I was I was parking the launch. You know, the launch is what you take yeah. out. I'm, I'm parking, I'm backing the launch in, and I look up, and a kingfisher lands right oh, on the lucky. branch. Just, I was so excited. But then here's the thing. Then, yes, uh, the Monday, I went for a walk along the river and I looked over and I'm always looking for kingfishers. I've, I've only ever seen one once and it was, it was so fast. I wasn't even sure I actually saw it. I'm walking along the river the next day and a kingfisher just flew right along the bottom of the water and just right by us. And I couldn't believe it. And I thought, this is incredible. You know, two days in a row to see, I haven't seen a kingfisher that, you know, for a long, 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 long time. Maybe that one time I wasn't even sure if I saw one. And I just saw two in two days just by being outside and um, those of you who know me know I love um, spirit animals. So, uh, and you and I have talked about this too when we were on our walk, the different animals that we saw. But the the kingfisher um, spiritual meaning, I'll just pull it up so that you, because I love talking about this stuff. But it's you know when you see two in a row, it's just unbelievable. So um, uh, it says a kingfisher um, is uh, a free spirit. Um, they have wanderlust running in their blood. And in many cultures, these birds are associated with fertility and good fortune. And I just loved like, you know, seeing that two days in a row. I think it's it was incredible. But anyway, that's my side note on the Kingfisher. But you get those experiences by being outside that you don't get otherwise, you know, by seeing the yeah. two cormorants fly over your head or by having a swan walk along the river with you. You know, they, they, when you're one with nature, it is a really fantastic, spectacular feeling. And we just don't do it enough. So I think a couple tips you've given us today is uh, you know, eating well, getting exercise, being outside. These are all really good ways to deal with with menopause. One of the menopause things that 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 bothers most women is the fact that they think they gain weight because menopause hits and they think they gain weight. Um, whether that's true or not, I don't know. 
but people I've worked with recently, it's been one of their main issues. And the way that I set the, I don't want to call it diet, healthy eating out is I say, eat at the right times, eat enough. And if you're eating enough, you're not, you're not going to grab those snacks. So you might be thinking, I'm going to have those crisps. I'm going to have that bar. You eat a good dinner and you get to the end of the dinner and think, oh, I'm really full. I really enjoyed that. And you're not. You, the other thing I say is if you're going to have those snacks, have them with your meal. So don't don't say I can't have them, but I'm going to have them when I've eaten my meal as a dessert, as a whatever. You get to the end of your meal and you won't need them. And quite a few of my clients have lost quite well, a lot. Well, I was going to um, say, if you have a good meal, you often. Yeah, you don't You don't need it. You don't grab the snacks. So a friend of mine, well, she's become a friend. She's actually a client. She's now my friend. Um, she's lost uh, 10 pounds in 12 weeks. No diet. No, no, no restrictions. Just being with me saying, oh, I nearly grabbed this. I nearly had that. I went out for a birthday. I had a cake. I said, you've got to have a cake. It's a birthday. It would be rude not to have birthday cake. Have things. There's no, nothing wrong. There's no, and, and if you, and if, and if you think I ate too much today, eat a bit less tomorrow. Think of it as a week. Think of it as a month. But, but the pounds just dropped off her. And she said, I've done nothing. I haven't done massive massively amounts massive amounts of exercise all i've done is eaten three good meals a day she says i've eaten better than i have in a long time it, and i love helping these people because the results i can just see you're just going to get results it's not it's not it's just going to happen and it always yeah. does and they say but i but they did it all thank you andy but no andy didn't do it you did it all so someone in our community is asking a question um what advice would you give someone living with a disability and pre-existing health conditions? Sometimes mainstream menopause advice is aimed at the able-bodied. I mean, this this goes for actually that sort of um, fitness and 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 not diet, but you know the 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 yeah. menu that you put in front of you. How, how does that change for people with different? Um, well, I don't think the eating habits will change for anyone with a disability. Because that's all fine, and it's probably harder because because they can't sometimes can't move as much. And when I say move more, just move more for you. So your base is is here. Just move more for you. Um, you can you can move it depending what you can move. So just sitting in your chair and moving, doing something, picking up your cup of coffee is moving. Anything is moving keep moving, be outside. And I will say that um, I think the weight loss, if you need weight loss, it's, I reckon it's about 80% achieved in the kitchen and 20% outside. And if you combine the, the both, it means you'll be getting healthy and fit at the same time as losing your weight. So losing weight, if you have excess weight, um, losing that weight will make you healthier anyway. But if you can add the fitness, you get your healthy heart as well. It's it's a win win, yeah. but but yeah, and, most and of it's a diet, and and it's not even a diet. It's it's just not eating the stuff that you know you shouldn't eat, but eating enough so you're not grabbing that. Right, and and what you're saying is if you are eating enough and you're eating what will fill you up, uh, you're not going to want that, and I think that's really important. Um, one of the things that we have, a, we have a couple amazing women in our community who are menopause experts, and we will be bringing them onto the podcast as well to interview them. 
Um, and uh, really one of the things that Eileen, who's watching right now, has said is that everyone has a different medical condition. And I think what she means by that is everyone has a different makeup. They have a different, they're, everyone's dealing with different things in their life, whether they're able-bodied or disabled. There's, you know, we all have a totally different genetic makeup. So what she's suggesting is that you get the correct form of HRT and alternative therapies to support the symptoms that you are having. Yeah. Right. And uh, but I think what I love about what Andy's advice is around the health and the fitness is part of your menopause strategy should be what am I eating and, and how am I moving uh, yeah. within what I'm able to do? And yeah. and that and, and then we also then have the alternative therapies and the HRT that are there for you and the community of people that are actually now talking about it. We have and don't be scared um, to try things, because if it doesn't work for you, you can always stop. Or change. Every person I coach has been different, actually, with different needs. Everybody has different needs. Some of them just want to talk. Some of them yeah. just want me to push them, really push them. And some some don't need pushing at all. They just want to know that you're there to check that they're doing it, check they're accountable, and give them some ideas. Well, and Tracy's also bringing up this conversation around supporting women whose weight gain is down to medical medication and not diet. And let me just say, I have. Um, I have people in my family who uh, have been on medication for years and years and years mm -hmm. and has affected them massively um, with their weight. And uh, it is something that, that, that sometimes people have a reaction to when they're on medication that they gain weight. So um, have you had clients that have had medication that they're on, that they're fighting, you know, they're fighting that battle and how do you, how do you help them? Um, what I've done with them, well, with one particular person I can think of, is um, trying to make them feel better. Okay, um, so a healthy diet, even if it doesn't, if because of medication, your weight isn't going down, you will still benefit from the healthy diet. Because um, someone with medical issues is going to benefit even more from a healthy diet and exercise. And it's not just about how you look and the weight going down. It's also about how you feel, feeling positive, getting the real healthy endorphins to lift your mood. I mean, if you feel good about yourself, everything else kind of can can slot in. Things, things have to be in a sort of order. And get yourself feeling good, Get yourself feeling good and then keep moving. If you're moving, you're probably moving outside. You get the benefits from being outside and you just have to take every case that it is. And I haven't had anyone that hasn't benefited in some way yet. Yeah, I love it. Well, Andy, we've got to go. How do people find you if they want to connect with you? So just look for me, just look for me, Andy Galway, um, mostly on Facebook or Instagram, you'll find me, connect with me. Um, I have said to Joy, I will give tech, tech pixies or people who listen to Joy's podcast or want to be involved in it to contact me and I will give them a 20% discount. So we will add all that information into the show notes. Thank you, Andy. Brilliant. Have a fantastic day. Lovely to be here. Thank you. Bye. Bye.